Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Bugle Ashes Altscast world exclusive coverage of the 2023 Ashes series. I am Zaltor, the merciless one, and may cricket have mercy on your soul. We are now two days into the final test, and frankly, we might as well not have bothered, apart from the engrossing hours and hours of entertainment that we've seen. Just 12 runs between the teams after the first innings. Australia ahead. England have scored one more run off the bat than Australia. Australia, 13 more extras. They've done that pretty well through this series. But if you got an extra 10 runs for every maiden bowled, well, England would be 238 ahead. They've bowled 28 to Australia's three. Uh, The series tally now stands at 157 to 32. And I, for one, am backing England to stay ahead on that one for the rest of the series. Unless... The Basball Command Centre has one more surprise up its sleeve, its biggest surprise yet, and England just block out 126 maidens en route to scoring 500 for six off 270 overs over the last three soul-sapping days. That does seem unlikely. Yet again on day two, the cricket swerved and undulated through various moods and tones. Seriously, this shit is the good stuff. Australia batted in the morning as if trying to execute a performance art piece entitled No Worries, but with the no crossed out. There were 12 maidens in the first 19 overs, as many as Australia have bowled themselves in the last two and a half tests. Usman Kawaja seemingly has been sponsored per dot ball faced in the series. Manus Labuschagne, fresh from a high-class hundred of craft and purpose at Old Trafford, went into a one-man turtle formation. Nine of 82 balls with a strike rate of 11 per 100 balls faced. That's the second slowest test innings of 70 balls or more ever played by an Australian in England and the only one slower, was back in 1882, the test match at the Oval that launched the legend of the Ashes, the game in which one spectator died of a heart attack, another chewed through the wooden handle of an umbrella, and Alec Stonewall Bannerman hit nine off 87 balls. Well done, Manus. You made us believe in time travel. At times it was hard to work out exactly what the Australian plan was. I think they were trying to grind England down but only managed to grind themselves down. As someone who's been watching Australian cricket since the early 1980s, well, this was not the baggy greensterism I've come to to expect. If former American President Harry S. Truman got off his dead presidential backside for once, transferred to Australia and set up a House on Australian Activities Committee, brackets, cricket division, close brackets, that morning session would be up before the beak facing a serious custodial sentence involving barbecuing stuff until they tested positive for a sufficient level of Matthew Haydenism to be allowed back out again. 
England seamers combined skill honed over decades with perseverance. They chipped away at the marble edifice of Australia's batting until it crumbled to leave a sculpture of an embarrassed man on a toilet with his trousers round his ankles, metaphorically. Of course, 91 for one after lots of overs became 185 for seven by reaching 100 in the 48th over. That's the longest it's taken Australia to reach 100 against England in more than 30 years. The ball moved for the seamers more than it has for most of the series and England were well on top until... They weren't well on top anymore, as has happened so often in this series of the seemingly infinite supply of crucial passages of play. There was a crucial passage of play. Pat Cummins out four times in his previous 15 balls faced when he came to the crease, dug in. Steve Smith, who, as I'm sure I've told you before, clearly learned to bat in a room full of Picasso paintings. None of the angles look right, but somehow it just kind of worked. He started looking much more like uh, at least an impressive shadow of his unfathomably, unmatchably good 2019 self than he has certainly for much of the last two Ashes series. He survived a run-out in the 40s when Bairstow knocked the stumps about a microsecond before he received the ball, which prompted much intense philosophical debate about exactly when a bale leaves its groove. In fact, we had, I think, a more sophisticated level of discussion about when cricket stumps are broken than we've had in this country about the true meaning and implications of Brexit. Smith went on to make 71 before the third of three ill-advised swishes resulted in him being caught by Johnny Bairstow. Then Todd Murphy, who'd not hit a six in 450 balls in senior cricket in his career before today, uh, hit three in two overs from the world's fastest test bowler. This series has been truly ridiculous. Also, it now has more sixes than any other Test series ever played. 69 at the latest count before the day, and the innings ended with Cummins caught in the T20 style by a balletic Ben Stokes on the long-on boundary, trying to hit the 70th. So, well, what will happen on day three? Um, well, I'm not going to answer that. What do you think will happen on day three? Insert one of approximately 6,996 viable scenarios here. Well, personally, I think you're wrong. I've written down what I think will happen on this bit of paper, and I will open it tomorrow night to see if I'm right. All in all... Well, it's been another gripping match, flawed and fantastic, just like the others. Twelve runs between the sides, as I said. That's the third time in this series we've had a gap of less than 30 runs on first innings. There'd only been six such games in England in Ashes cricket since the Second World War in 104 tests before this series. I'll be back tomorrow with producer Chris with a preview of day four and England's onward march to victory or with a preview of day four and Australia's now near certain triumph or with a review of a dramatic final day of the series in which England scored 175 all out in 19 overs before bowling out Australia for 163 and 70 to secure the third ever tie in test history. Until then, may the cricket be with you. Amen. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.